Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Aaron Wiseman, Chief Information Security Officer at Mainline Health. Aaron, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about. There's so much happening, especially in the digital health space with generative AI, too, in um, thinking through how that could impact healthcare and, and what you need to know from the cybersecurity perspective. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah, um, so I've been the CISO at Mainline Health for about three years now, coming up to three years in June. Prior to that, I was the Chief Information Security Officer for the Massachusetts Executive Office of Health and Human Services, um, which served all of Massachusetts populations, delivering uh, healthcare payments, uh, SNAP benefits, uh, services for public health, mental health, uh, the elderly, etc. Prior to that, I was an attorney who worked on IT licensing, IT procurement, stuff like that. Fantastic. Well, I know that background certainly makes for a really uh, great experience to jump into the health system and, and really be impactful there. Now, given your vantage point as, as leading the cybersecurity efforts, what are some of the opportunities that you see as well as headwinds that you have your eye on right now that are really important for mainline health to think about as you're growing in the future? Yeah, there there are a few of them, and you know, one of the ones you mentioned earlier was generative AI, and we're looking into where that's going to go for ransomware development, malware development, and you know, enhancement of phishing campaigns. Um, systems like ChatGPT are really, really prolific. Uh, they're able to generate a lot of content. A lot of that content looks great. They might not be the best developers, but uh, at the same time, if they're generating a million samples of code one of them is going to be novel and catastrophic. So that's something we're definitely looking out for, how we might be able to mitigate that. On the flip side, we're also looking at machine learning supplemented data management. So how are we managing our data internally? How are we tagging our data internally? How are we securing that data? And how are we supplementing that using automation through machine learning? Uh, We're also driving data fidelity at a system level. So we're trying to enhance what data we're pulling in and the accuracy of that data. Again, it's gonna be machine learning supplemented, but by and large, what we're trying to do is figure out, um, you know, how, how do we best model threats? How do we best identify threats? How do we get that granular data feed in order to do both of those effectively? And then the final thing we're looking at is secondary uses of our security tools to improve business operations. A lot of the tools we use generate a ton of information, you know, sort of related to that data fidelity about device utilization, about traffic patterns at, you know, mainline health just through use of computers, um, you know, different boom and bust times during the day. And, you know, we're able to help inform how to effectively impact business operations as a result of that. Wow, that's fascinating. And I hadn't really thought about that before in terms of your last point on, on some of the data fidelity in, in um, you know, what that can mean for the health system. When you look at everything that you're looking at and tracking on a daily basis, um, how do you effectively communicate some of those things and work with your team to 
um, whether it's a, a mix of figuring out where machine learning fits and, and what to automate, and then, you know, um, the personal connection and, and the touch that that the humans have as well. How do you balance all of that on the cybersecurity side and make sure that you know the organization is operating at um, all cylinders? Yeah, it, it takes a lot of coordination, a lot of conversations. Um, the team and I talk constantly about how we might be able to innovate on some of the tools we have, how we might be able to better leverage data, stuff like that. Um, we had a tranche of pretty significant infrastructure deployment in the security space over the past year. So really this year our focus is going to be making sure that we're able to utilize that data incredibly effectively. And, you know, to your point, make sure that the health system's operating on all cylinders. You know, I think we have good enough visibility to be able to assure that today. We want to be able to say with, you know, 99% confidence that that's happening every single day. And we're getting to that point. I, I think it's going to take a little bit of development, but, you know, the, the team is very passionate about the work they do, uh, very hungry for, you know, that additional work. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see what we're able to drive over the next year. Absolutely. That's really great to hear. And, you know, obviously the value that cybersecurity brings to a health system is unmatched and, and certainly, you know, is so, so important for the organization and the patients as well. Um, but when you think about growth and development over the next few years, what does that really look like for you? How are you preparing for what healthcare technology is evolving into? And from your side of things, um, just really making sure your team is prepared to reflect uh, what you'll need in the future to, to keep the hospital health system secure. Yeah, so there's a lot of talk about automation and automation of tasks across the health system, not just in security, not just in IT, but leveraging IT to automate some of those patient care tasks. So, you know, we're really trying to figure out, okay, where humans aren't pushing the buttons, where we're not involved with some of the decision-making, how are we going to be able to secure that? How are we going to make sure the authentication and authorization of those decisions is secure and is, you know, being secured consistently? Um, how are we monitoring that? How are we logging it? How are we alerting on it? We're also going to be driving better informed risk and financial decisions throughout the organization with data granularity. Uh, one of the things we're trying to do is pull together all of our data to create financial models of effectively risk. And it's not novel to our organization. It's not a novel idea. Um, but it is something where we don't really have a whole lot of granularity around that. We can sort of talk generally about, you know, oh, an attack to mainline health will cost X amount of dollars. What we really want to do is get to a place where we say, okay, you know, we know that an, a, a ransomware attack, for example, is going to cost us $3.7 million if it happens this way. And, you know, hopefully we're going to be able to get to that point. I don't know how granular we're going to be able to get to that with that information, but I think it's important to be able to quantify to our executive leadership and to our finance folks you know, this is when you make investments in cybersecurity, this is what you're getting for it. This is the kind of attack we're mitigating. Here's the cost of the organization. Here's the potential fines, et cetera. Um, and, you know, we're mitigating that on a daily basis and effectively saving the organization money. Absolutely. I think that's a really great point. And to be able to show that risk and show uh, the data behind what you are, are doing and, and why it's so effective in from the financial side as well as just the reputation side, I can imagine is a really powerful story for you. 
Now, obviously, uh, from your standpoint, you know, there, I'm sure, could be unlimited investment in, in cybersecurity, but what is the one thing you have your eye on over the next year or so, especially thinking about um, from a financial standpoint, most health systems are in a space where, you know, they're tightening their purse strings and not loosening them. Um, so right. what would you say is being something that is just crucial um, without going too much into the weeds that, you know, we still need to be focused on and health systems still need to invest in? Yeah, I, I think data management is a critical one, um, and we are going to be investing, hopefully, in that over the next year. And, you know, where unstructured data is, how it's being used, where it's going, if it's leaving the perimeter of the organization, I, I think or uh, government entities are, you know, oversight bodies are becoming a lot more uh, savvy about different kinds of attacks and the impacts of different kinds of attacks, and I think they are penalizing organizations more for not mitigating those attacks proactively. Um, so I think that, you know, sort of data management um, uh, infrastructure is absolutely critical. Uh, another area we're going to be looking at, and I mentioned it earlier, is that machine learning and AI-driven um, uh, threat modeling, right? So we're, we're hoping to build models to support proactive risk identification and modeling. So not only, you know, where is our data going, figuring that out, but also trying to figure out, okay, if we have all the vulnerabilities we have in the organization and all the devices we have in the organization and, you know, all the people coming through the organization, different attacks on the organization, what is that all going to look like? How is that going to play out? And how can we proactively remediate some of that? Um, again, it's not unique to mainline health. It's not a new concept. Uh, but it's something that is new for us and that we're really excited about looking into. Got it. I, I think that, you know, is really helpful to know and understand. And I love your kind of insight into some of the areas where especially AI um, and predictive risk identifying could really make a difference for mainline health. And then, too, the thought process around some of the unstructured data, making sure that you've got that buttoned up. Um, in avoiding any potential penalties that could come along as a result of that. When you think of both of those areas, are, are there, do you feel like your team is prepared for that? Do you see your team evolving new skills, whether it's training current folks or, or bringing in new talent to try to really fill out these spaces in these areas that there is opportunity to grow and develop in the next couple of years? Yeah, I, we've been very lucky that we were able to hire a, a, a significant number of staff over the past year. I don't think we're probably going to be hiring next year, but we are going to make investments in training our current staff, getting them out there, understanding how to best secure our information and our infrastructure and the organization. Um, so a, a lot of training, a lot of staff development, a lot of opportunities for self-driven uh, improvement as, as well. And, you know, like, like I think I started uh, the call off with, you know, the, we have a, a really great staff who's very hungry for the work that we're doing, um, which we're very lucky to have. So I'm, I'm very excited to see the developments they're going to bring. That's amazing to hear. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I wanted to look to the future as well for yourself. Uh, where do you see some of the best opportunities to grow and develop? How do you see your role as a chief information security officer changing? That's a really good question. Um, I don't necessarily see my role specifically changing, although, you know, depending on, again, generative AI and what efficiencies it's able to bring to the table, certainly it's going to make my role a little bit different, right? Because a lot of the administrative stuff I do, well, potentially you could automate, right? You know, using um, some of this generative, generative AI, excuse me. 
um, you know, I think there are going to be efficiencies gained through intelligent automation, uh, both in security and IT and, you know, clinical care more broadly. Um, I, I think there are a lot of mundane tasks that machine learning has gotten good enough to automate out, and, you know, we don't need a human doing them. So I think that's going to free up a lot of my staff's time, a lot of IT staff time, and, and a lot of clinical staff time to pursue hopefully more strategic and more sophisticated work, and I'm, I'm hoping that changes my office for the better. Um, you know, again, regulatory compliance, I think, is going to be a, a huge issue, and I, I think we're only going to see more regulation, not less regulation, and as a result of that, um, you know, organizations are going to have to take that not that organizations don't take it seriously, but they're going to have to take it a lot more seriously and put a lot more thoughtfulness into that. Uh, a couple of pieces of legislation, um, like the new uh, uh, Homeland Security CISA, um, I, I think the legislation is called CERCSIA, and I can't remember what that stands for, but that is even applying criminal penalties, uh, you know, for obstruction of justice and uh, failure to cooperate uh, when security personnel fail to you know, cooperate with a federal investigation into a cyber attack. So I, I think we're going to see more stuff like that, and I think we're going to see more suggestions for stuff like that. So organizations are going to have to be very well prepared to drive compliance over the next, you know, 5, 10, 15 years. Absolutely. I think that's an excellent point and, and just a great example of what is coming down the road and what to look out for from the regulatory compliance perspective. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fun discussion, and I know you'll be a speaker at our Health IT and Digital Health and Revenue Cycle event in October, so I'm excited for that panel, too. I can imagine by then, you know, we may have completely different answers to some of these questions, but by and large, you know, a lot of great uh, information that we'll share during that event, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, likewise. I'm very much looking forward to it, and thank you for the opportunity today. I really appreciate it.